Welcome to episode 42, running a business and homeschooling at the same time. Yep, these are the five pillars that you absolutely have to have to make it work. I'm so glad that you're here and I just closed my eyes and took a deep breath and said a little prayer before I hit the record button on this episode, mainly because this topic has me unbelievably emotional in good and bad ways on both ends of the spectrum. I have a lot to say about this topic, but I want to make sure that I bring to you the most tangible tips and truly the best way to be able to systemize and succeed at doing motherhood while you're running a business from home. And a happy little like six months ago, all of you moms that were working from home had this major crash course in what it looked like to add this whole other thing onto your plate, which is schooling your kids from home. Now, there were plenty of moms that had already been homeschooling for quite some time. And to all of you that have been homeschooling for quite some time, you come to this podcast to figure out how to make that more efficient and to be able to work from home and do your business well and manage all the other things. You are already fully aware of what the enormous, the enormous responsibility feels like that you bear when taking on homeschooling your kids. Now, there were a lot of us that didn't have the option. Our kids were all forced to leave school. And there were so many moms that came to me and I and I've I've handed out so many free resources and I've had a lot of moms really realize that they need to be able to get their motherhood and their businesses in order so that now they can bear the responsibility of schooling their children. Um, and I've, I've seen how frustrating it is for so many of you to, to have to do this when you don't want to. And now as this summer has come to an end and the new fall semester of school has begun, there have been a lot of parents that have decided because of the restrictions and a lot of the other options and just the current climate and circumstances that are being imposed on their families, that they're opting to fully take their kids out of the public education system and school them from home, which is completely understandable. This episode is going to walk through all of the major pillars on how to be successful at either helping your student student learn from home via whatever school they are currently enrolled in or if you are homeschooling your children. Either way, everyone's children are home right now, learning in one fashion or another. I'm inviting you into this episode so that you could hear my heart, so that you can hear my brain and my my Tetris-like puzzle piece systemizing action steps towards being successful and how you can do that through five major pillars. And I also invite you into this episode to give yourself a moment of really searching deep inside yourself to truly, truly think about the decisions that you're making. The responsibility of educating our children has never been something that our generation of mothers has been faced with like they are now. There 
has always been the option to send our children to school. And there are so many of us that don't understand truly the consequences, good and bad, of having our children home with us and what a duty it is to be the mom that is home with the child that is trying to learn right now. And may it be temporary or may this be an ongoing transition that you've made inside your homes to completely turn over to online or completely turn over to homeschooling or whether or not you're going to go to some type of hybrid, sometimes at school, sometimes at home. There's something there that needs to be really considered inside your heart and inside your mind. And it is the outcome of how you manage not only the schooling of your children, but also the rest of your motherhood and also your business. I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. I'm really, really excited to bring it to you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. You're going to notice a pattern on the way that I present information to you today and like normal and how I always bring information to you in some type of sequential order so that you can actually put action items and steps into your everyday life. I'm also going to talk to you within these steps a little bit differently than I normally do. And I'm going to talk to you about not only how you can succeed, but also where you can fail, which is just the direct opposite um, of what to do to succeed. But I find this topic to be so incredibly important to me and to your children. Like, it's a hot button for me. (laughs) It's a very, very hot topic for me that I feel like it's very important for you to know what the consequences are. So consequences, if you guys have never heard this before and you're not familiar with using the term consequences in this way, um, I learned about this through Love and Logic Parenting and I also learned this from um, just my education and um, how I talk about my work as a professional and the way that we make decisions and the consequences of our decisions. So when I talk about consequences, that is just the result of doing something, right? It's not the typical people think, oh, well, your consequence is going to be something bad. No, your consequence is I do A and then B happens. That is the consequence of doing the said thing. So sometimes when we do things, there are unintentional unintentional consequences. There are really, really positive outcomes, and sometimes there are really negative outcomes. So there are positive consequences and negative consequences. And I think that it's really important that not only do I talk to you about how to be successful, but that I also line up 
very, very vividly what the consequences are, either good or bad, from making certain decisions or not making certain decisions. So just keep your keep your ears open for that. All right, let's talk about the very, very first pillar of the five pillars that I'm going to go through today in order to make running your business and getting your kids to learn from home and how you can make that successful. The very, very first pillar is making sure that you are addressing your spiritual foundation 100% of the time before you make any decisions. So right now, we're going to talk about all of these pillars in the context of I'm about to, you and me, we're about to start a week with a business on our plate with lots of things to do, customers to serve and deadlines to meet, emails to push out, responses that we need to send in the DMs, all different kinds of stuff, meetings to show up for, like all different kinds of things that we have to do to be able to run our business successfully. And that has to be done because that's the income that we make. Okay, cool. Then we're also going to talk about at the same time in that week, we also have to figure out how to get our kids to successfully show up and learn. Now, some of you are going to be responsible for 100% of that learning because you are now educating them through a curriculum that you've purchased. Some of you are going to be responsible for having them show up to their online school where someone else is managing the curriculum. Either way, you're still responsible for making sure that their learning happens. Now, all the way up until all of this has happened in our lives with the coronavirus, we were just responsible for getting them to school with either lunch money in their lunch account or <laughs> a sack lunch and whatever uh, they needed for their for their extracurricular activities that they were going to do at school that day. And we dropped them off and we went home. We were like, check, check, and check. Make sure your phone's on in case the nurse calls, right? And that was it. Um, and then we went back and we picked them up. So this whole other segment of your brain has to be engaged when you're making decisions. And so many of you are making emotional decisions. You're not making decisions based on your spiritual footing. And that is what we're going to talk about as far as this very, very first pillar, whether or not you can go through making decisions on how to help your children spiritually might seem a little bit like, well, how does that work? What do you mean? I just have to do these certain set of things. But you should be praying about them every step of the way. You should be thinking about how are my emotions about the political climate and my own triggers based on fears of being controlled or fears of getting sick or fears of anything getting in the way of me making the decisions that God wants me to make for my children. Now, I think it's just so important that you obviously, I would think intuitively that you would see what the consequences are of that decision. When you're not making that all of your decisions based on your spiritual footing you're going to lead yourself and your children into a space where everything is operating off of emotion. And you're only going to teach your children to do the same thing. And you're going to be leading yourself further and further and further and further away from the experiences and really the life that God is, is asking you to live. So I think that that is super important for you to understand. Now, 
obviously the the positive consequences that happen from doing this is you having ultimate peace, ultimate peace about the decisions that you're making when you either choose to send your kids to school or you choose to keep them home, whatever choice you're making with your kids' education, if it is truly rooted in your spiritual foundation, then you have peace. And if you don't have peace, it's a really good indicator that you're not quite there yet. You should have peace before you make a decision. And um, if you're up against a tight deadline and you need to figure out what to do with your kids like ASAP and you still don't have peace about it, I'd say get your journal out. I'd say do some hard praying like as often as you can and find some find some quiet, find some time to be alone, to be still and to listen. Listen for answers. Talk it out if you're in a verbal processor like me, which is probably why a podcast is like the most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Actually, wow, I think I just put two plus two together and got four. That's funny. Um, I am very much, uh, I process by talking out loud. So this is like perfect fit for me. Awesome. Anyway, the point is, is you need to figure out how to make sure that you have complete and utter spiritual peace about the decisions that you're making regarding how you're going to show up in your business and how you're going to show up for your kids in schooling. So we talked about the spiritual foundation of managing your kids from home, but let's talk about it for your business. I think it's very easy for us to look around and see the things that other people are doing all the time. But the most important piece of advice that I've ever gotten from my business coach and my mentor is to keep my head down. Literally focus on what you're being called to do and keep your head down. Don't look up. Do the work that you need to do and don't look up. Get your face out of everyone else's social posts, everyone else's political posts, everyone else's fear-based posts and media posts. Get your face out of it. Stop listening. Stop looking. Stop searching for answers on other people's social media posts. That is not where you hear spiritual answers, and you should be guided spiritually. All right, we're going to leave that one at that before I go off on a tangent. The second pillar is this emotional pillar. So your spiritual bucket is done and this pillar is is all taken care of. Now, your emotional pillar, what holds you up emotionally when you're running a business and you're homeschooling? This is something that you absolutely have to have in place in order to succeed. In order to make this work where every single week you're managing your home, you're manager, managing your kids' education, and you are managing your business, you have to get your head and your heart, which I call your mindset, your emotional pillar, in place. So first of all, you got to know what your emotions are. And if you are one that likes to ignore or stuff emotions because you don't like the way that they make you feel, you better get a journal. You better get a journal and you better put it on your nightstand right now and your phone should be nowhere to be found on your nightstand. It's the number one thing that I teach to everyone all the time. Anyone that gets coached by me, I teach it like loud and proud in my course you need to get a journal by your nightstand and you need to start asking yourself, what went well today? What didn't go well today? How do I feel right now? Do I feel heavy? Do I feel excited? Do I feel relieved? Um, do I feel happy? Do I feel confident? Do I feel dismayed? Do I feel depressed? Do I feel disappointed? Ask yourself questions and write it down in a journal and just start pouring out whatever comes to mind. Here's the other thing. when when What I call mindset is 
is your head and your heart. So these are your emotions. These are your thoughts. These are all these things that come together. And this emotional pillar really, in order to be successful, you have to be able to handle everything that's being thrown at you. You've got to get a a very, very, very successful mindset set up, not just a positive one, because some days we have bad days. So what we really want is to have a successful mindset. I go very, very, very in-depth inside of my Systemize Your Productivity course on how to make sure that you have a successful mindset and not just a positive one. But things like handling change and teaching your kids how to handle the differences in homeschooling and learning from home and online learning and hybrid learning and mom has to work but you need to log in and all of the stresses and frustration that you feel every single day you need to figure out how to make that successful you need to figure out how in the world you're going to start to flip the script because your kids are going to begin to mirror your entire attitude, what you show up with and the emotions that you carry, that's where your kids are going to pick up how then they should behave and what their emotions should be. So it is unbelievably vital that you figure this out. Now, what happens if you don't? What happens if you don't have your emotions under control? What happens if you're purely operating under whatever you feel like in the moment and you're not being slow to speak and you haven't taken the time to figure out how you feel about certain things and it's all just coming out on a whim? What happens if you don't do that? Well, let's look at the consequences. When you don't get a grip is what I wanna say right now, On this emotional pillar, your kids are the ones that are going to really take the hardest hit. If you show up a mess and you're frustrated and you're disappointed and, oh, I don't like this. And, oh, if if you've made decisions on on what kind of schooling they're going to be in strictly based off of emotion and you're not following the first pillar that I lined up, which is why it's the number one first thing, right? They're going to experience less joy. They're going to be more frustrated. They're going to completely mimic what it is that you're putting out. And A, they're not going to be able to learn as well. B, you are not going to raise them at all to be able to handle what life throws at them with grace and with patience, and with joy, and with confidence. Your kids need to see you be confident, and be happy, and be okay with something that's different. Your kids need to see you expressing through your mouth, and through your words, and through your attitude, through your emotions, the silver lining in every, in air quotes, bad situation. When things are different, that's okay. Listen, you are talking to like the systems chick, right? And I love routines. But there is nothing more important that you could teach your children than to understand that different is okay. You need to know that different is okay. You need to know that the most important thing that you focus on right now is how to adapt, improvise, and overcome 
which I teach in depth inside my course. I swear this entire episode is going to be just this huge advertisement for my course because this is literally what I made my course for, is for you to know how to tackle every single one of these pillars in depth all day, every single day, like the back of your hand. What about the consequences, the positive consequences? What happens when you do this? Your children your children begins to have confidence. They have peace. They're less anxious. They're happy about the changes. Why? Because now they know what to look forward to. If your kids are disappointed in what they're experiencing, it's because they hear you talking about all the negative experiences. They don't have you to sit and emotionally debrief about the loss of what they love and for you to turn around and tell them, but hey, look at what you do get to look forward to. Frankie and I this morning, she had a break, a small break. What did we do? We hopped in the car. We went and got a smoothie. Can we do that with each other when she's at school? Absolutely not. Does it really, really stink and it's really, really lousy that she can't see her friends and, you know, we have to be all this technology up in her face and the situation's not perfect and it's not what we expected and on and on and on. Well, sure. But guess what? We also don't get to do all the other fun things that we're going to get to do and that I'm going to show her that you get to look forward to. Guys, just flip the script. Like, honestly, this is such an amazing opportunity to show your kids what they do get to look forward to. What a beautiful blessing to be able to, to live life a little bit differently for a while. Hey, let's just see what this is like. Let's experience something different. Get your emotional pillar in check mamas. Okay. Number three is get organized. This is, this is the pillar. The third pillar is organization. Now I'm going to come at you with some really tactical, practical stuff that you can do right now. Now organization is simply just knowing where things are. Okay. This is getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of what you don't need, putting things in a very specific place that you know you're going to need and putting it back as soon as you're done. Okay. So if you have any kind of learning environment at home, whatever that looks like, let me talk to you about what our learning environment looks like, like at home. We have chosen to keep Frankie in her Montessori classroom. It is all online for now. It will eventually go hybrid and then it will eventually go back to fully immersed in school. And whenever that happens, she will be going. We chose to do that. um, And that means that at home, we need to have some type of learning environment for her. Now, that means that I need to be organized. She needs to be organized. Her charger needs to be in the same place every single night. This is where your laptop charger lives. This is where we keep the laptop. This is where we keep all your school items. This is the bin. This is the folder. These are the buckets. And everything stays there all the time. For me to be organized, I need to know where passwords are. I need to know where login information is. I need to organize my emails so specific links are in the appropriate place. I need to have all of the schedules downloaded, put into my phone with alerts, with reminders. I need to have everything organized. For those of you that are homeschooling, organization, this pillar is absolutely non-negotiable. Have you ever, have you ever walked into a teacher's classroom and stuff is just like everywhere and it's completely haphazardly? It makes me 
want to cry my eyeballs out. And there's no difference for the space that you have in your home. The number one way for you to get organized is A, know what you're going to use on a regular basis. Know what you need. Some of you may just be doing this for the first time and you might not know what you need. That's fine. Start somewhere. What do you think you're going to need? Organize it. Label it. Everything needs a label. Everything needs a label. Hear me again. You have got to label bins and drawers. You have to label everything. If you go into an actual classroom, everything is labeled because your children need to know where to put things. You will absolutely want to die if you are the one that is responsible for organizing your learning space at home. If you're actually homeschooling, labeling things allows your children to be able to help. Now, you don't have a fancy cricket label maker like I do because I'm obsessed with labeling things. Fine. Get a piece of duct tape. I use duct tape all the time. I actually have like a white, like kind of like a, I guess it's just white duct tape. I don't know. Get a piece of tape, whatever it is. Masking tape works phenomenal depending on the surface and a Sharpie and write whatever's supposed to go in that bin or that basket. Or you could go to Target in the dollar section. They almost always have cute labels in there or Michael's or Hobby Lobby. If you want to get lost for 12 hours and spend $300, just go there. If not, use masking tape or duct tape and label everything. Now let's talk about the consequences here. What happens when you don't get organized? You're a mess. You are a mess. You're a mess and your kids are a mess. You will not show up on time. Your kids will not succeed in schooling. You will literally lose your mind in business. You will lose your mind in your business. You, there's no way that you will meet your monetary goals. There's no way that you're going to meet your customers' expectations. There's no way that you're going to be able to do any of this if you don't get organized in your schooling, in your motherhood, in your business. It's just not possible. There's no way. I can't say that any more clearly. You've got to get organized. If you don't know how to get organized, drop me a note. I have resources. (laughs) I have resources. There's lots of resources out there. And what it looks like, just so you know, it's get rid of what you don't use. Literally, if you don't use it, get rid of it. It does not need to be there if you don't use it. And create a specific space. Go to the dollar store, get bins, use old shoe boxes, use the Ziploc little Ziploc bag, little rectangular boxes, cut the top off, open it up, put a label on it. There you go. There's your pens and pencil box. Like get creative, you guys. It doesn't require a bunch of money and it doesn't require a bunch of time. Don't make excuses. Get your space organized. Whatever you need to do with your business, get it organized. Whatever you need to do with your homeschooling or learning from home, get it organized. All right. Fourth pillar is preparedness. Yes, preparedness is different than being organized. You need to know what you're doing. I know some of you have gone out and you've bought fancy curriculums and you are amped up. You are ready. You are ready to homeschool. And news flashes, no, you're not. You're not ready to homeschool just because you bought a curriculum. You've got to break down that curriculum. Depending on which one you bought, it may tell you exactly how and when and what and where. But if it doesn't, you've got a big goal and it looks like At the end of this semester or wherever you're shooting at, your children have to meet specific benchmarks. You have to know how you're going to get them there. Are you prepared to do that? 
Buying a curriculum does not do that. So what you need to do is you need to chunk it down, just like they do in school. Just like they do in school. That's why you have quarterly meetings. That's why you sit down and talk to teachers, because they've benchmarked everything to get them to the final benchmark at the end of the semester that leads them to what your children need to know that entire year, okay? And same thing for those of you that are learning from home. Your teachers are still required to do this, but guess what? Part of that responsibility falls on you now, and it would be really, really wise if your kids are learning from home, if you know what the benchmarks are so that you can kind of track and follow where your kids are instead of dumping all of that responsibility on your teacher, you can be prepared in making sure that your children are successfully learning from home as well. So the preparedness part is um, really important to me. I think that's what systems really are. And you should have a system in place to be able to help you reach your goals in business and in homeschooling or learning from home. You should have systems in place for you to be able to reach your weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual goals financially in your business. You should be able to track that as you go. Your kids will have that from their teachers, whether it be the public education system or a charter school or a private school or a homeschool. Whoever you're, is responsible for your, your child's learning should have trackable goals to make sure that they're being met by the end of the week. And how do you get prepared? How do you do that? You sit down one day and you map it all out. Here's my big goal. How do I break that down into how many months do you have? If you have three months, how do I break that down into three months? Okay, I'm going to break it into this bucket, which is month three, and then I'm going to break it into this bucket, that's month two, and then I'm going to break it into this bucket, and that's month one. And then you're going to figure out, all right, so then in month three, that means I need to have all of this stuff completed. But in order to have that stuff completed, I have to have these things completed. So those are going to go on bucket two. And then you work backwards to bucket one. Guys, it's just simple goal planning. It's just goal mapping, right? Which is something that I'm incredibly passionate about. And that's what you need to do. And then in every single weekend, every single weekend for your business and now for your learning at home, you absolutely non-negotiable have to sit down and plan out what are you doing every single day to be able to get you to reach your goals by the end of the week. What are you doing? If you don't know what you're doing with your kids and in your business when you wake up every single day, guess what the consequences are? Guess what the consequences are when you are not prepared? You fail. And so do your kids. Now, you could skip a day or two, but if and that's okay. But if your pattern is to chronically not be prepared, you will be floundering. You will be an anxious mess. You will be in tears. You will bite your kid's head off. You will be stressed. There will be a rift between you and someone or something. And that bitterness and that anger and that resentment and that frustration and that lack of joy and just that grayness, that like cloud that follows you, it doesn't have to be there. You just have got to get prepared. So you sit down one day and you plan all this out and then every single week you make sure that you have your time and your tasks all mapped out so that you know exactly what you're doing every single day all right bucket number five 
communication. Whew, pretty excited about this one too. <laughs> you guys, I can't handle it. Oh my gosh, podcasting is the best thing in the whole entire world. I absolutely love it. And I'm so glad that you come and you hang out and you listen to me. Uh, because without you, I don't know that I'd really have a podcast. So if I haven't said thank you in a long time, just let me thank you now. And if you love this podcast, will you please leave me a review? either five stars or a written one or both. I would absolutely love it. Like I would love it. I see you over there downloading podcast episode and I see you coming in by the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds all the time. And it blows my mind. And I'm so thankful. Keep sharing, screenshot, share. If you know anyone that is either homeschooling or has their kids learning from home, if you know anyone like that, will you screenshot this and share it? tag me. Okay. Tag me though. So I know that you're sharing it so that I can send you all of the love. All right. Let's get to this fifth pillar communication. Are you talking to your children about their needs? Are you communicating? Are you communicating about the decisions that need to be made and that have been made for them by, by their parents or by their school district or by the government or by whoever, because there's a lot of decisions that are being made that we feel are on our behalf. But imagine how our children feel, right? It's even worse for them. They have less say in most families. And so it's super important that you're communicating to them what the expectations are throughout the week of them by their teacher, whether that be you or their online teacher. It is super, super important that you communicate what is happening in the interim, what normal may look like at some point in time. It's important that you ask them, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about the changes? It's so important that you take the time to ask your children, how was school for you today? Okay, just like you did when you picked them up from school, when you didn't see them all day. I don't care if you see them all day. You still need to find a time at the dinner table. It doesn't have to be as soon as you finish. Let them have some time to digest and get away from you. And then maybe your spouse, maybe your husband is the one that isn't teaching them from home, isn't helping them with the online learning, isn't the homeschool teacher. So maybe they're the one that asks them, hey, how was your day at school? And you just sit and you listen and you let them communicate how they feel. You let them talk about why it sucks and why it stinks. And then guess what? You follow back up with that emotional pillar that we talked about, which is number two. You, you teach them how to flip the script. I'm really sorry that you feel so frustrated by learning online. I know that that can be really difficult. I've had difficulties in running my business online too, sometimes so much so that it made me cry or sometimes so much so that it made me really angry inside. And then I prayed about it and I remembered this is really cool. This is really cool that I get to run a business online and that I have to deal with these technical difficulties. Yes, but I also get to connect with women all over the world. And it is absolutely insanely amazing. And so then just right there, they saw you work through a problem and you ask them, is there anything that you did like about it today? And if they say no, you just say, bummer, maybe tomorrow you can look for something that you like and you can bring that to the table at dinner. You communicate with your kids, you guys. Ask them how you're feeling. And, and when it comes to your business throughout the week, you've got to communicate with your kids what you need. You need to know how much time you need in your business. And you need to communicate to them, hey, I know we're going to be home with each other all day, every day. This is the time frame when we're going to be learning. And this is the time frame when I'm going to be working. 
Because the honest truth is if I don't sit behind this podcast and I don't work and I don't work on my courses and I don't show up for my clients, I don't get paid and we have to have money. Like I have to have a job. And so this is my job and this is what I do and this is how I make money. And it's very easy for us as moms to think of what we're doing as a side hustle and it's not as important and you put it on the back burner. Sure, you can prioritize your kids after that, but it doesn't mean that you have to sabotage what you're doing just to constantly be on demand and meet their needs, right? Which if you're struggling with that, go back and listen to the last episode, episode 41 with boundaries because it is absolutely incredible. Um, and I also did a whole live presentation inside of my Facebook group that is still up and active uh, on replay for you guys to listen to. Um, The Systemize Your Life Facebook community that I host over on Facebook is a membership style community that is completely for free. Please go over there and jam on all the information and goodness that's in there. But it's just so important because when you don't communicate with your kids, let's talk about these consequences, right? What does, what are the, what are the good and the bad outcomes of this? When you do communicate with your kids, clearly you're going to be able to understand them better. You're going to be able to meet their needs much better. You're going to reduce the amount of fear and frustration they have because they're able to talk about it. You're going to raise communicative kids that don't internalize things. And if this is hard for you, get over it do it anyway. You've got to start communicating with your children. They need a good example of what communication looks like face-to-face, around the dinner table, every single day, or breakfast, or lunch, or whenever you have it, or at the end of the day because you're working all day long. I don't care. Turn off technology. Sit at the foot of their bed, crisscross applesauce, cross-legged on their bed, and ask them, how was your day? Okay, You've got to start talking to them because of the incredible positive consequences that come from it, but also because of the insanely negative consequences. No matter what age your children are, I do not care what age your children are, you have to communicate with them. You have to open up. When you don't, the negative consequences are major disconnect. Little ones will display it in absolute major behaviors. Older ones will do it either by shutting down or resenting, uh, being uh, angry, or just general um, withdrawal, right? Um, And I just, I think that you guys can, can see how, what the detriment to your relationship with you and your children would be, but it also teaches them that that's just what you do in relationships in general, and that's what you do with your feelings in general. So whether it be communicating to them on how their day was and letting them give you feedback on how much time you were on your phone and how much time you spent in your business, or whether or not it was just, you know, how was your day at school, things like that, it's all really important for them to know how they're feeling. The other super important part about communicating that I almost forgot is a communication board. This is the actual tactical, like, go do this, put this into place right now is you need a communication board that is in the main area of your family. I know your houses are cute and pretty. Find one that's cute and pretty and hang it up. You have to find a decorative one that fits your decor. You got to make it work. You have to have a communication board. If you don't like anything hanging on your walls, I don't know what to tell you. You need a communication board that is large enough for everyone to see and is in a main space in your home. 
the daily schedule for your kids should be displayed very, very, very boldly. It should be out in the open, easy for you to see. They need to know what's coming and going, who's coming and going. Your husband and you both need to know when each other are coming and going. That is a major part of communicating is when and where you need to show up. So, okay, that wraps it up for the day. These are the five pillars to being able to succeed at running a business and homeschooling at the same time. Having these five pillars is exactly how you're going to make this work. First is a spiritual Second is emotional, third is organization, fourth is preparedness, and fifth is communication. As always, it was absolutely the best time hanging out with you here, and I want to get to know you better. So come over, hang out in the Facebook group. If you know that you are in need of all of this information at a very deep level to where you can actually start doing this in your life, please go over to chelseajoe.co backslash SYP for productivity SYP course and get yourself signed up inside of my course today. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.